This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show on 77 WABC. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. And happy Sunday, everyone, on this wonderful Sunday, September 19th. 2021. The year's flying by. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. It's a great morning here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on Talk Radio 77 WABC and all listening to our stream on WABCradio.com and on the 77 WABC mobile app. I also want to make sure that I hear from you in just a little bit. We're going to be taking your calls right here on the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Make sure you give us a call and share your thoughts. I'm always more excited to hear from you than I am from myself because I already know what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) And later on in the show, I'm going to reveal the results of our question of the week. But there is so much that happened in America this week, Uh, you know, from the admission uh, that the uh, uh, America killed, uh, I think it's 10 civilians. Uh, but it first came out and said that they were uh, facilitators and terrorists to the fact that Gabby Petito's boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, is now missing. And the COVID uh, uh, arguments regarding the boosters, do we need to take them as the FBI approved them? Who was the FBI, uh, the FDA, I should say, who was the FDA approved them for? Is it safe? Did the Biden administration jump ahead of the uh, approval? Uh, Clearly, they did. So we're going to get to all those topics and break it all down for you here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Plus, later on in the show, I'll gavel out with my closing arguments. I'll also reveal a new question of the week that you don't want to miss. I always love your participation in our weekly polls on topics that matter to justice here in America. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Uh, And during this 20th anniversary year of 9-11, help America to never forget, donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers uh, at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. But first, it's time for my opening statement. Now, Friday afternoon, which is when the press uh, is the least available, especially in Washington, D.C., the United States admitted that they killed 10 civilians, including an Afghan worker who was uh, working for a U.S. aid group carrying water who wanted to become an American citizen himself, along with seven innocent children, but there were a total of 10. 
As if this was not tragic enough, the Biden administration lied to us, and they lied to the world, claiming that by killing these so-called ISIS individuals at the end of August, shortly after our 13 service uh, men and women uh, were killed in the Kabul airport with their drone, they were preventing future attacks. That was a lie. The ramifications of the actions of the Biden administration and the following cover-up that they all perpetrated in lockstep will forever be a stain on this great nation. Joe Biden, and I've said this before with a myriad of evidence behind the claim, is the liar-in-chief. His generals, Miley, or Milley, McKenzie, Austin, and his clueless Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, are the real threat to America. They have repeatedly shown both us and the world that they are incompetent, incoherent, ignorant, and capable of lying as easily as they are talking about the weather. And as if the Afghanistan stumbles haven't been enough from ignoring the incremental takeover of the country by the Taliban, by leaving the Bagram Air Base at night without telling our allies, by leaving 10% of Americans in Afghanistan, leaving them behind, teed up as hostages when they, Joe Biden and his whole team said, no Americans will be left behind. By leaving our enemies with over $60 million of sophisticated operational equipment to putting the security of Americans in Taliban hands that ultimately caused the death of 13 of our service members to die, and then the State Department blocking veterans trying to help Americans we left behind. Biden, General Milley, McKenzie, and Blinken covered up the real news that they didn't kill ISIS-K. They killed innocent civilians, and they lied about it. They knew within 24 hours that they killed children. In fact, the CIA on the ground told them seconds before the drone was to hit that there were civilians uh, that they were following. And to admit that they sent a drone that fired a Hellfire missile resulting in the massacre of 10 innocent civilian lives. They they won't do it. So uh, now they have to come out because the press outed them, not because they said, oh, you know, we, we now know for sure we killed children. And these children, are they're innocent and they're young children. So they come out and they say, uh, and I'm going to go to uh, sound number two, it's important that I emphasize that we did not have the luxury of time to develop pattern of life and to do a number of other things. We struck under the, under the theory of reasonable certainty. You know what? Reasonable certainty. You can't even get a conviction in a court of law uh, unless you prove your case beyond a reasonable doubt. He's talking about reasonable certainty to not just try someone, convict them, but to kill them. They followed that, uh, the drone followed that car for eight hours. The USAID worker was carrying jugs of water. He pulls in front of his house, and the little children come out, seven of them, to greet him because he got water for the family. And the CIA then says, don't do it. There are children there, and they kill them anyway. Now, I want you to know, I want you to understand one thing. 
that a drone in outer space can read the license plate of a vehicle. That's how sophisticated these drones are. And for them to say, we didn't have the luxury of time, who was pushing you? Was Joe Biden pushing you because he didn't have a plan saying, well, uh, you know, 13 service members are uh, are dead now because we allowed the Taliban to be security around the airport. So what we should do now is show America that we're going to we're going to get even with them. And they killed innocent civilians. You didn't have the luxury of time. You followed the car for eight hours. You actually had people on the ground. And now Joe Biden wants to talk about over-the-horizon capabilities. You don't have over-the-horizon capability to drone and attack people when you don't have anyone on the ground. You've got to have assets, and you've got to have the ability to be able to be clear on who you're killing. And the truth is they lied to us in the beginning, and I'd like to go to sound number four with my old favorite, Jen Psaki. What we've seen over the past week is that uh, our over-the-horizon capacity can work and has worked in going after ISIS targets and killing people who went after our troops. Do you love that? This is two days after they killed those 10 civilians. She said, we are going after people like the people who went after our troops. That was a lie, and she knew it was a lie at that point. Everyone knew it was a lie. And if you watch my show, Justice, Lara Logan, who was a phenomenal investigative reporter, talked about the fact how she got information from her sources within 24 hours that it was a civilian family that was killed. But then General Milley, he stands up, And let's go to sound number three as to how he claimed their attack was justified. Were there others killed? Yes, there are others killed. Who they are, we don't know. But at this point, we think that the procedures were correctly followed. And it's a righteous strike. It was a righteous strike. How dare you stand there, you pompous, arrogant idiot. It was a righteous strike. You knew immediately who you hit. And by the way, Millie, Everything that you've done from actually speaking to your Chinese counterpart right after Nancy Pelosi started screaming after January 6th, telling the Chinese, according to Woodward, uh, the Woodward book, you know, we'll give you a heads up if we're going to bomb you. That guy should be fired. Heads should roll. But no heads are rolling. And that's the problem with the woke kind of politics going on in Washington. There are no consequences. If you or I messed up in our job, make no mistake, we would be thrown out on our butts. But what they do is they get together, they lie in lockstep, they pat each other on the back, and they go out drinking together. They go they go and the, to the same parties in Washington, and they lie for Joe Biden, which is pathetic. In reality, what we have done is we have shown the world that we not only lie, but that we are incompetent. The world knows this, which is why the British Parliament, just based on Afghanistan, actually said that they were censoring Joe Biden, that they wanted nothing to do with Joe Biden. And military experts are telling us from the U.K. 
that the U.K. will never engage in any military exercise with the United States while Joe Biden is the president. You know, this is pretty awful. And yet they go out and they say, we are we are on the on the world stage. We are uh, we're being respected now. America's back. Uh, that is absolutely uh, a lie. And in addition to the Brits and Parliament actually coming out and censoring Joe Biden for what he did, Australia, uh, the, the French, the first time in history, one of our longest allies pulled its ambassadors out because of the Biden administration and their finagling behind the scenes and not following their word on a uh, submarine deal. And they are furious with the United States. So to actually be a, an ally of the United States and go out and publicly criticize us, malign us, pull ambassadors out of the United States, that's what the Biden administration is doing. So in the end, all these leftists, they want to trash Donald Trump. At least he had the skill, the foresight, and the determination to take out the worst terrorist, Soleimani, al-Baghdadi. He had the skill to carry out a surgical strike in Syria to protect children from chemical weapons and the skill to drop the mother of all bombs on ISIS caves in Afghanistan. Everyone respected us when he was president. They paid their dues. They paid their fair share. And no one laughed at us like China and Russia are laughing at us now. And the U.K. Parliament, by holding Joe Biden in contempt for his Afghan withdrawal, for not even telling them, not even answering their phone calls when the prime minister asks what is going on, experts tell us there's no way that they're going to join America in any kind of operation under the Biden administration. And so, ladies and gentlemen, every single one of you need to recognize how this woke nonsense, these woke military judges who are more concerned with identity politics than they are with justice, with our reputation on the world stage, and with being exceptional, uh, how they, their agenda is controlling America, and that's just wrong. So that's my opening statement here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Uh, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you. And on our next segment, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, with uh, Dr. Mark Siegel what is going on with COVID. Uh, and uh, we are going to make sure that you understand what's going on with the boosters, with schools. Is it constitutional for the federal government to say you've got to be vaxxed if you don't want to be vaxxed? So, plus, you're going to have your chance to voice your thoughts. We open up to the Friends of the Court hotline coming up right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And the Delta Rescue Organization, as you know, is near and dear to me. More than 2 million animals are killed in pounds each year, not including those abandoned in parks in the wilderness. Delta Rescue's founder, Leo Grillo, is doing great work with his no-kill, care-for-life, right-to-life sanctuary. And when they rescue pregnant animals, they don't abort them. They take care of the entire family for life. 
And there's an animal hospital right there at 365 days a year for their up to 1,500 rescued dogs, cats, and horses. Delta Rescue relies solely on donations from people like you and me. And it offers tax savings, estate planning that could help reduce your Biden tax increases. Grow your estate while letting your love for animals live on well into the future with Delta Rescue. Go to deltarescue.org slash Piro today. That's deltarescue.org slash Piro. Thank you. Okay. This is the news and talk station of New York with Janine Piro. Repair race relations throughout the country. Real, Real New York 77 WABC. All right, welcome back to the Judge Janine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. A special shout-out as well for those of you joining us via our live stream on the 77 WABC mobile app and on WABCradio.com, streaming worldwide. And for those with Alexa smart home speakers, you can tune in. You can tune in as well by simply saying, Alexa, enable the 77 WABC skill. Okay, let's get to the Friends of the Court hotline. Make sure you call us at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Now, do we have any calls here? Okay. um, All right, let's hear from Bill. Bill, welcome to WABC. Yeah, hi, Judge. I just wanted to say that... um I can remember uh, back in the days of when Reagan was president, uh, the Soviet Union had taken um, Afghanistan as a satellite, and it was probably one of the things that brought them down because uh, they had uh, troops in Afghanistan, and they were losing young men who were fighting on behalf of Russia uh, to the point that the Russian mothers, even in the strictness of the Soviet Union, they were demonstrating in Moscow to bring their sons home because they yeah. they were losing troops and the Afghans were killing them. And what's your uh, point? Now, my point is that for 40 years since then, we've had relative peace. and th- Well, things have been going relatively straight, but these Afghans are not the type of people that you want to fool around with. And obviously well, this president, in, in, in removing troops there and doing what he did, caused some kind of ab- uh, activity uh, that we're sorry. We lost so far 13 men and who knows how many more have died within the country all right so i guess your point is that afghanistan is not the kind of place where you want to wage war and we were there for 20 years uh making sure that afghanistan was not going to be a home for al-qaeda uh and under the biden administration no conditions no nothing biden ran out with a tail between his legs uh, and left Americans there. Look, we are the world's superpower. We are the world's global military power. Uh, and and Biden is a he's an incoherent, uh, uh, ignorant fool. Everybody knows the way we left will be a stain on our history. And Afghanistan has always been difficult. But, uh, you know, the Taliban told Joe when he had to go. Joe used the Taliban to uh, provide security for the United States, uh, which was to our detriment. Uh, Thirteen men and women died. But uh, thanks for your call. All right. Who do we have next? All right. Let's go to Judith. Judith, welcome to WABC Radio. Hi, good morning, Judge. So much respect for you. Um, I want to tell you something. I'm going to, res- I'm going to like, respond to what you said before. 
just think about it. It's so abhorring. I'm, I'm so appalled. This alleged treasonous general wokeism, Millie. Look what he he now represents the United States Army into wokeism and calling killing seven innocent children a righteous killing. That is yeah. the scariest thing to listen to, that, that a general should talk this way. And I have to say, uh, Judge Jeanine, I really wish you would um, um, uh, bring, bring out, to make an awareness to the public. The actual withdrawal plan that was done under President Trump with Cash Patel as the main architect. Well, let, me, let me tell you, I, I will answer that right now. Uh, with President Trump, it was a conditions-based withdrawal. And for the 18 months uh, that Trump uh, started uh, talking about the withdrawal, right. there, was no- there was no question, there was no question that not one American was hurt. There was not, and, and, and Trump made it clear, if you touch an American, I will obliterate you. And they knew he wasn't kidding. And yet when Biden came in, Biden watched the increase of the Taliban. They knew, just like China and Russia know, they know that Biden is a wimp. They know that this guy has no strength. He has no backbone. He has no whatever. Uh, And President Trump made it very clear that no one was going to be hurt, no American, that everyone was going to be get out, uh, was going to get out. And if there were any any condition that were violated, we would we would obliterate them. And he knew it. And that's why I said in my open, you know, he did that. He did that uh, surgical bombing in Syria when the chemical weapons were used to kill children. He used the mother of all bombs in Afghanistan to kill ISIS in those caves. He got Soleimani, al-Baghdadi. I mean, you know, Donald Trump was a real president who loved this country and who knew how to get us uh, strong and at the top. But uh, anyway, up here next on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show, we're going to be speaking with a professor of medicine at the NYU Langone Medical Center, author and Fox News contributor, Dr. Mark Siegel. And we are going to ask you our question of the week and tell you how to participate when the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show returns. Now, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is honoring America's heroes and their families with 200 mortgage-free homes this year. In the moving tribute to the fallen, the foundation's chairman and CEO walked from the Pentagon to Shanksville and on to Ground Zero, more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days. And I must tell you that I met him at City Field that Saturday on 9-11 when he returned. And Frank Siller, is a, he is a hero. He was energized. Um, it was a phenomenal day. Uh, the foundation brought back Towers of Light to the Pentagon and Shanksville Memorials in remembrance. And in a first for the nation, the foundation read aloud the names of those who lost their lives to 9-11 related illnesses. Those people who actually went in to help or lived in the area. On Veterans Day, another first, the foundation is reading aloud the names of people lost in the war on terror. The foundation is also giving away a home a day through the holidays this year in its season of hope. Do good and help America to never forget. Uh, And I got to tell you, the idea that they are giving away homes and Frank Siller is now talking about property that he's going to use to build the uh, do good village 
for all of these veterans and their families, veterans catastrophically injured or families, Gold Star families. This man is a saint. He is a hero. What he is doing for our military that our government won't do is is phenomenal. He is a he's a man above men. And you got to donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. All right. Now, we have on the phone with us a professor of medicine at the NYU Medical Center, an author, a contributor to Fox News. And I want to welcome him back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation uh, Sunday morning show. And so join me in welcoming him. Uh, Dr. Mark Siegel. Good morning, Dr. Siegel. How are you today? Great to be back with you, Judge. I followed you to Europe, and I just returned. (laughs) You went to Malta? I did. What an interesting place, Malta. I didn't know the British owned it for all those years, and everybody's owned it. It also fought off the Nazis. What an interesting and beautiful place. Where exactly is Malta? It's, It's near Italy or Greece? Where is it? It's it's and you were in Italy. It's it's just a stone's throw from Sicily. It's it's literally like about a forty-five minute ferry ride from Sicily. And then okay. there's another uh, island right off of Malta called Gaza that we were on. It's just in a gorgeous place. A lot. Okay, of but how many people are on Malta? And then we'll get we'll get to COVID. But that I I I've never been there, and I don't know anyone who's been there. So five hundred thousand people there. They have a place called Medina that literally is unchanged from the Middle Ages, and they actually have houses made of stone that are handed down from generation to generation. And the Knights of Malta are very famous. The Knights of Malta used used to do deals with the pirates and and sell all kinds of goods, you know, very scurvy lot. But but they're very, very famous over there on Malta. Malta's an incredible place. Yeah, well, one of these days. Anyway, I'll put it on my bucket list. All right, um, Dr. Siegel, look, you have been involved in, uh, you know, reporting and analyzing uh, on everything regarding COVID since this whole pandemic started. And uh, people have come to know and trust you uh, as as I do. And it is a uh, it's a sad place that we're in right now because, you know, everyone says, oh, it's politicized. But is that when people like uh, Kamala Harris say they won't take the vaccine if Trump, if it's the Trump vaccine, and Joy Reid, who's on MSNBC, who says, oh, I don't trust it, I don't trust it if Trump's involved. And, you know, then they wonder why the minority community uh, is hesitant to take the vaccine. And the truth is that um, when they claim that it's the Trumpers who aren't taking the vaccine, it's the minority community and, at the other end, the most educated who are somewhat reluctant to take it. How do you convince people to take it, or should it just be their decision? Well, first of all, as you know, Trump himself took it. And, right. and back when I interviewed him last July, he said he would take it on camera with me. I wish we had actually done that because because pr- President Trump himself is not against this vaccine. He had a lot to do with it. He put together a public-private partnership that worked really well. I wish we had done the same for testing, by the way. We don't have enough testing. You made a really great point about the minority community. That has to do with a deep-rooted distrust of the federal government uh, and of public health officials. We've We've lied a lot, not me and you, but two minority communities for so many generations, going yep. back hundreds of years. And here we are with the same kind of two-step going on with the government to people now. So you wonder why people don't listen. 
you know, well, a, a decision that has to be made like that can't be one where you're talked down to by the president or anybody else. And that's what's going on right now. And that's causing a lot of distrust and a lot of noncompliance among the vaccine. And you just pointed out correctly, and it isn't just the black community. It's also mm-hmm. the Latino community is very right. resistant to this vaccine, not getting enough attention. Well, now let's talk about the boosters. And and actually, before I get into the booster, uh, last night on my show, Justice, I, I talked to uh, Mark Brinovich, the attorney general from Arizona, who's bringing a lawsuit suing the federal government, saying you don't have the right to force people to take the vaccine. And, of course, Joe Biden comes out. Another lie. I mean, I just I call him the liar in chief. If anybody has any questions, I'll send you a list. Um, you know, when he says, oh, we're never going to mandate it, you know, and then, you know, a few months later, I want everyone who's in the federal government, federal contractors, anyone in a business with more than uh, 100 people, you got to take it, you got to take it. And the attorney general said, hey, wait a minute, you don't have that power uh, that the that more the states have the power and not the federal government. But bef- but but I want to talk about the booster shots and I just want to set it up and then I'm going to let you go. Dr. Mark Siegel from NYU. Um, they you know, Biden jumped the gun. He said, oh, yeah, the booster shots are great. We're going to get it out, uh, get them out uh, this Monday, tomorrow. And this was several weeks ago, maybe even a month ago. And then all of a sudden, two senior people at the uh, FDA resigned. And then now we find out that Biden, that there isn't an approval from the FDA. Now we find out that they're not recommending the booster shot unless you're 65 years old or or older. So, I mean, who should be taking the booster shot? How long does does the vaccine last? Does it lose its efficacy, which then requires the booster? I'm going to answer that in a second. I want to first answer your point about the uh, about the mandates, because I think it's ridiculous. I got to weigh in on this. Uh, businesses of a hun- more than 100 people, there's a mandate. Uh, excuse me, what's wrong with uh, less than 100 people? Isn't that suspicious to you, Judge? I bet it's because the smaller businesses, he thinks he needs their vote by not mandating them. But the large businesses, he's already lost their vote. So then he'll, he'll mandate. When you have that kind of inconsistency, nobody follows you. And it should be up to the business itself what they think makes a, a safe public health situation. Now, on to the boosters. So I wanted to make that point. On to the boosters. There's very strong evidence coming out of Israel and the United Kingdom that shows that the Pfizer-BioNTech shot wears off, that it decreases its effectiveness after several months. The same is here in the United States, but they didn't talk about this data. This data that the CDC has that the number of hospitalizations actually go up, go up, that your effectiveness decreases somewhat after four months. They got enough evidence to show that boosters are needed. And the question is, who's going to get boosters? And they definitely have enough to show over 50, over 60 gets gets boosters for sure after a period of time. The, the idea that they that they set it up for another political black eye by saying 16 and up at first made no sense to anybody. And then they quickly changed it to 60 and up. Here's the point. I think you're making the same point. Mm -hmm. Judge, that kind of back and forth and one group fighting, one group agreeing, the other group disagreeing, lack of unification, it smells of politics. It has nothing to do with public health. The public health is, and I am 100% certain on this, that this is an incredibly good vaccine, and this, the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, which I took myself, 
I believe that after several months, it decreases in power, at first against mild infections, but who wants that, and later against more severe infections, leading to the need for a booster. Now, Judge, you know what's really going on here politically? It's that people on the ultra-left think that if we give boosters to Americans, we're robbing people in underserved countries who we could otherwise donate the vaccines to. That's the politics here. And you know something? You remember PEPFAR with AIDS? We can do both. We can do the biggest charity and be the, the biggest provider for underserved countries in the world the way we always are. But we don't have to be self-hating, do we? We also can give, give vaccines to people who need it here, uh, boosters. Well, but, but then for them to say, you know, in the beginning, we're going to give it to 16-year-olds and up. I mean, it, it's, it, the FDA hasn't approved it. The CDC has already been shown to be nothing more than a, a, a puppet of the, uh, the 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 teachers unions. That the CDC yeah. is actually, you know, reporting on, uh, 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 you know, reporting basically the same song and dance that the teachers are are, are using. It, it's frightening. So, so, the whole thing is frightening. You, you, and now the, the, you're, you're making a really great point here. I want to emphasize it. And I should have led with it a minute ago. The point is really right that the FDA is who should be leading the charge, not the press secretary, not the president, not somebody with no scientific background. The reason mm-hmm. they pissed off the FDA and got two top officials, excellent scientists to resign is because they're supposed to have a review process where the FDA reviews the data. Now, the FDA doesn't like to review data from other countries, which is why I feel the science comes out on the side of boosters. But what's really ugly here is for the president to make a statement before the FDA reviews anything. That undercuts your own public health officials. And so at this point, when are the boosters going to be available and who are the first people to get a booster dose? Is it going to be like COVID where you had to be older to sign up? Do you expect that there's going to be a rush on the booster? Well, first of all, right now you, you can get the booster if you're immunocompromised. I think we're going to see in the next few weeks that the FDA will formally approve this and you'll be able to get it over the age of 60 or if you're a healthcare worker probably or a frontline worker, I think you're right that there's going to be a rush on this. It's going to be another mess like it was in the beginning. I want to take the moment to point out that if you've had COVID, and we both know people who have had COVID, if you have COVID, your need for a booster is very low, if at all, because COVID itself gives you a strong immunity. And if you took a shot on top of the COVID, you have a super immunity. Well, let me ask you this. How do people go out and test and say, uh, you know, I've had COVID? No, I, uh, uh, you know, I've had the vaccine, but I'd like to be able to find out, you know, how how strong are the antibodies now? I mean, am I okay? Uh, what test do you take for that? Well, first of all, medically, you're a superhero, so I think you would be okay no matter what. I, I think you're okay, but but uh, in, in, there are two tests, and I'm not just kidding, Judge. I think you're in great health. There are two tests. Yeah, he's my doctor, guys. <laughs> That's why you said that. Dr. Mark Siegel, NYU. Go ahead, doctor. There are two tests you can take. One test shows antibodies to the, to the spike, which is what the vaccine gives you. Another test is antibodies to the nuclear capsid, which having COVID gives you. So I can tell you, but it's kind of a ballpark. I can tell you if you did well in making antibodies after COVID and if you did well making antibodies after the vaccine. I can tell you, but those are indicators. There's no number where I can say, oh, okay, you're in the clear. Okay, you're covered. 
So they're just indirect indicators. We need, and should have had from the beginning, by the way, an actual indicator, a, a titer, a litmus test. We don't have it. So we're, really? we're once again we're once again looking with squinty eyes at some number on the page. It's a failing, and we you know we've done very poorly in testing in that regard. We're always behind on this, but those tests are helpful. They're not the actual answer. But overall, studies have shown that if you've had COVID, you get an immunity that's pretty durable and strong. And if you add the vaccine on top of that, it's a super immunity. Okay, but so what is the test? Well, the test is an antibody test. It's called the spike antibody protein test. That tells okay, you how so well it, the vaccine it's, works. Okay, so if any of my listeners want to know if they're still protected because of all this nonsense about this, this, this runs out and this is not as strong. Now they're saying Moderna is stronger than Pfizer. Uh, and somebody says, I, I got to find out before I take this booster because I'm done trusting these people. Uh, how do I find out if I still have the antibodies? So it's a, uh, it's an antibody spike test. It's called an antibody to the spike protein. By the way, that's somebody who says that Moderna is stronger than Pfizer. is Dr. Mark Siegel writing in the Wall Street Journal two weeks ago. Oh, is that? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then, you know, I took Pfizer. So did you. So, so let me ask you something. If you took Pfizer as your vaccine, can you then get the Moderna booster? Well, the answer is going to be yes on that. But right now, it's officially no. All the studies that we have on that are showing that crossovers work. And we think the same about the Johnson & Johnson shot, which some people took, that they probably can take another shot from either the Pfizer or the Moderna. If you took the Pfizer-BioNTech or the Moderna and you're wondering how much protection you have, you can get a spike antibody protein test. It gives me, as a physician, indication of how much power, how much immunity you have. Spike An antibody protein test. All right, and and the last the last question, uh, uh, Doctor Siegel, is, you know, if this Delta variant, and I and I had someone uh, who was at my house, and and she. One of my daughter's girlfriends, she had a mask on, and I said, we're all vaccinated, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you don't have to keep your mask off if, if uh, on for us. And she said, well, I'm keeping it on for me. She, and I said, have you been vaccinated? And she said, yes. And so all of us are double vaxxed. And she said, I'm worried about the Delta variant. Well, Does the that make sense? She's probably overreacting. By the way, I forgot to call you grandma on the air and congratulate you. <laughs> then my daughter but, had a baby, yes. She oh, doesn't want me to talk daughter, about it, <laughs> but he's gorgeous. Your daughter is absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Gorgeous Thank you. Right. And, and, and uh, the, she probably didn't need the mask, but we don't know who she was in contact with. So if you had a high exposure to this thing, it's possible you can carry it despite the vaccine. And yeah, she's right to be a little conservative about the Delta variant. So I'm never going to say no to somebody mm-hmm. who I don't know where they've been and they're in close quarters in a new family. I'm not going to say no to that. Oh. I certainly don't wear a mask at home. But if I'm in an area where I think there could be some carrying of it, I might do it. So I, I never say don't wear a mask. Right. Right. I got it. OK. All right. So I guess, Dr. Mark Siegel, that we'll be waiting to hear when the boosters, uh, if they get approved and when they'll be available and, uh, you know, here we go again. And let's hope that, you know, we don't get a lot more variants going forward. But I got to tell you, you know, I think that the, the, this new this new decision by the White House that, you know, everybody's got to get vaxxed. It's it's very it's very disconcerting. It's a uh, the mandate and the control does nothing but create fear in the public and uh, fear creates 
creates a paralysis where people, you know, are just afraid to do anything and not do what they, they're being told to do. But any last words, doctor, because we're running out of time here. Talk anything you want to add? I completely agree with every, everything you just said. And I think that the way to do it is one-on-one, a conversation between the doctor and the patient. And by the way, we still don't have the vaccines in our offices, so I can have that conversation and then immediately administer the vaccine. I think from the beginning, and it's increasing, the federal government, especially the president, is showing a lot of arrogance in the way they're talking about this. That does not work. It backfires. All right. Dr. Mark Siegel, NYU, uh, you know, a brilliant uh, physician and author, uh, as well as a... uh, uh, a good friend and someone who has been following the COVID, uh, uh, the, this COVID, do I want to call it a crisis? Yeah, that shut down the economy uh, for well over a year and a half. Thank you for your insight. This, this is the news and talk station of New York with Janine Firo. Repair race relations throughout the country. Real, Real. New York 77 WABC. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been honoring America's heroes ever since. This year, the foundation is bringing 200 mortgage-free homes to Gold Star and fallen first responders' families with young children and to our nation's most catastrophically injured veterans and first responders. Frank Siller connected where America was attacked on foot from the Pentagon to Shanksville to downtown Manhattan, where he retraced his brother's footsteps on 9-11. Thanks to your support, Towers of Light returned to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials again this year. For the first time, our country recognized the people we lost to 9-11-related illnesses through the foundation ceremony. And another first is planned for Veterans Day. Those lost in the war on terror are having their names read aloud. Honor our vow to never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Uh, all right. You know what time it is. It's time to reveal our question of the week. Last week, we posed this question. Do you think that the vaccine mandate for companies with more than 100 employees is unconstitutional? The question was posed after President Biden mandated the full vaccination of all federal employees, federal contractors and Medicaid and Medicare funded health care facility workers. He also directed the Labor Department to draft an emergency rule requiring private companies with 100 or more employees to ensure their workers are either fully vaccinated or take weekly covid tests. So here are the results. 3% said no, and 97% said yes. The Biden vaccine mandate for businesses with more than 100 employees is unconstitutional. Now, just so you know, there was a case in 1905 where the Supreme Court dealt with the issue of mandates having to do with health. And the, the issue may come down to whether or not it is the federal government or the state government that has the right to mandate uh, a vaccine. And uh, I, I have a feeling that the federal government is uh, is going to come out on the short end of this. 
So uh, for this week's upcoming question of the week, and we just had Dr. Mark Siegel from NYU talk to us about the fact that, you know, first they were going to give the uh, booster shots to everyone 16 and older, and now it's 65 and older. Uh, so, and he talked about, uh, you know, it kind of harkened back to uh, a period when we were more worried about global uh, health than American health. So the, for this week's upcoming question of the week, do you believe in vaccinating poorer countries before giving booster shots to the wealthier nations? Do you believe that we should be vaccinating poor, more poor countries, poorer countries, before giving booster shots to wealthier nations, including ourselves? Make sure you chime into the conversation and vote. All you have to do is log on to our website at wabcradio.com forward slash tag forward slash web dash poll. That's wabcradio.com forward slash tag forward slash web dash poll. I'll be reading the results of the question of the week next Sunday live right here on 77 WABC. Now, uh, I want to, I want to, uh, uh, talk about one more subject here that I think is very important, and that is the problem that happened this week that I cannot uh, end this show without commenting on. The U.S. gymnast who testified on the FBI handling of the Nasser case. We heard from four young, beautiful uh, Olympic uh, gold medalists who were all sexually molested by Larry Nasser. The harm here in addition to their being victimized but surviving, is the fact that the FBI took some of these interviews over the phone and one in particular, in particular young girl by the name of Maroney, he didn't actually document the complaint until 17 months later. We find out that the FBI, certain agents were interested in getting jobs with the, uh, with the U.S. Uh, uh, Gymnastic Association. And it is a very sad commentary on the FBI and the politicization of that agency that we have seen over and over since uh, Jim Comey was the, the head of the FBI. And I'll also bring up another case, and that case is the, uh, uh, the case of Jeffrey Epstein. As you'll recall, Jeffrey Epstein case was being handled by the local prosecutor with 13 local DAs, like I was, 13 victims. The feds came in, as they so often do, and trust me, I ran a DA's office right near the Southern District, and whenever they thought they could get pressed, they'd swoop in and say, we want it. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just a question of whether or not you want to give it to them. Uh, but in